Yeah, for me, I get this like almost like a wet slate minerality up on the front. Talk about it. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Um, wet slate minerality. Uh huh. That's about to get sexy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Aha! All right. We are back. We took two weeks off, but we're back now for a new episode of. After two tequila shots, the show where we talk about current events after taking two tequila shots. Let's go, people. We took two weeks off. Yeah. It was sad. I missed you. I missed you. Yeah. Even though we were in Seattle. We, we were. Well, no, that was that was the last time. Was that the start the, of the that two was, weeks? That was the start of two, the two weeks. Time it's now is... been gone. I, oh, I was right. in Atlanta. Fair. Hi, my name is Jimmy. I'm a poet, producer, performer, publisher, uh, and community organizer, and we have tiny cups. Tiny, Copitas. Tiny yes. bowls. For mezcal. For mezcal. Isn't it so much fun, though, to drink mezcal, and it's like proper little, oh, like, yeah. you know, vessel? It, it elevates the it, whole experience. I know. I know. Close your eyes. We were in Oaxaca. Yes. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's a little homage to the gods or something. <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Christopher Rooster Martinez uh, most of the time, and <laughs> I'm an author, and I'm happy to be here. That's all, that's pretty much all I got. Glad, to, right. glad that we're back after uh, a two-week hiatus. Yes, and we have a special guest on the pod yes. today. Please introduce yourself. One-line bio and then a little something about yeah. what's going on in your life. My name is Lacey Roop. I am a writer, poet, performer that uh, lives in Austin, Texas, and my new book came out um, earlier this year. We all make it out in the end. Woo! Published, thank you, by Right About Now. Published by, by moi, edited by Yaw. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. So this is uh, this, super exciting. This is almost the whole team in the room. I yeah. know. We can we can have Safi dial in. I can call him. <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't need to do that he'll today. Talk, he'll talk too much. <laughs> right. Love you, Safi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're also super blessed because Lacey, outside of the, the poetry world, is a representative for a small up-and-coming mezcal company. Yeah, I'll give you the rundown. Uh, it's Intermege. That is the name. We are small batch artisanal mezcals. Um, Sourced from Mexico. All mezcal has to come from there. Uh, we are Mexican-owned. I am the whitest person of the company, which is why <laughs> I live in Austin, Texas. <laughs> but, I, yeah, um, yeah, Pedro and Emilio, Emilio, they're the owners. They are Mexican, live in Mexico. Um, what makes us, I guess, kind of unique is that we source directly from Maestro Mezcaleros, producers from their palenques. Um, since these are truly small batch mezcals, there's only a 1,000 bottles of each for the first batch. Um, they're allocated just to Texas. So really, it's like central Texas because it's just me. Mm -hmm. um, so like I said, even though all mezcal has to come from Mexico, this is almost like a Texas-exclusive product. Um, but yeah, we, we are... The first one that we tried was our Ensemble, which mm -hmm. is a blend of two different types of agaves, 80% espadine, 20% mariquiche, going to be more floral, delicate, that kind of candied agave, distant smoke. But now what we're having is the papalote. So this is agave cubriata sourced from Guerrero. Um, uh, flavor profile is going to be much different. You need to fill her up. Yeah, let's have another. And uh, <laughs> yeah, this is going to have more of that kind of, like I was saying earlier, that wet slate minerality, nice kind of like, Rock candy, cinnamon oil. Yeah, today's uh, new leather. 
Yeah, with all that being said, um, mezcal, in my opinion, is the most wine-like out of the whole spirits category because yes. you look at the agaves in the same way that you would look at grapes mm -hmm. and the terrar. Like I said, the first one came from a small town in the state of Oaxaca. This one comes from another small town in Guerrero. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we work with producers all over and then reinvest back into their communities. I'm here. Oh, for very cool. Mm -hmm. Today's episode is brought to you by Entre Magué. Entre Magué. Artisanal mezcal. Artisanal mezcal. Uh, yeah, see, you guys can you. say it, right, because you are actually a native Spanish mm -hmm. speaker, mm -hmm. but it's... Um, we applaud your efforts. We yeah. applaud your efforts. <laughs> You're rolling your R's, I hear yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I hear Guerrero. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's really hard for, like, whenever I go to, like, bars and stuff, because, mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, I live in Austin, so it's, sure. like, 97% white, and they're, like, entre Magui, mm -hmm. and it's, like, no, <laughs> you play my game. And they're, like, what? Entre my game. <laughs> I just have to give up and I'm like yeah just I guess entry or however you, entry right? you know, that's how, and it just, it just sounds so not sexy no whenever you that's sad pronounce it as and such. trim away in fact in fact yeah <laughs> yeah step your game up Austin that's right that's right but you know what wasn't white the Oscars oh yeah let's get into it I've been waiting for weeks to talk about this, uh, we're going to talk about the current events, things that have been happening in the past two weeks. This is our major news recap go, session. Go. Okay, I was really bummed that we didn't have an episode last week because, like, I wanted to talk about the Oscars. We called it. We called. We 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 wished it. We invoked it. We manifested. manifested. We manifested. So. For those of you that maybe didn't watch the Oscars, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once kind of swept and took most of the categories that it was in. It was, I know, one of your it's favorite high, movies. Right? For most Oscars from a movie, I believe. That's a, that's a very good question. I, I have the list somewhere here. <laughs> I, I kept it. I kept it's, my Oscar ballot. We had an everything. Oscar watch party. Wait, oh, yeah, you did. And uh, I was an emotional wreck. I'm just going to say it. We were even watching the red carpet, and I was crying. Like, I was just so emotional for everything that was happening. And then every time somebody won, I was like, oh, it's so good. You were so like good. a proud parent yeah. for all of them. I, but for, that's cool. Like, I think uh, more award shows would benefit from that. I think like, it was a, a mixture of sleep deprivation, mm -hmm. exhaustion, and tequila. Fair. That made me very, very emotional. Mm -hmm. Let's go through the winners. Uh, starting with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, congrats. I will say I think Stephanie Shu should have won. Mm, have you seen the film? I unfortunately have not seen everything everywhere all at once. Okay. So yes, and I did not watch the Oscars, so I'm really happy to be a part of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> what did I just step into? It's uh, like to, if we were to give you the plot analysis, it would sound like a weird fever dream. It would sound like shrooms. It would totally sound like shrooms. Yeah. No, I've seen the trailer. It's definitely on my on my to do my watch mm. list. It's not because I don't want to see it. I just um, haven't seen it yet. Sure, I've sure. heard great things about it, and I'm excited that they won. Mm -hmm. You know, I it sounds like a lot of people uh, basically have the, all the same opinion on the film. Like mm -hmm. it was like supposed to be the winner was the winner. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm a I'm excited for it. I just haven't seen it yet. It's just easily the weirdest movie that has ever won like the top award. Like, like it was did you see so Shape of Water? left. Uh huh. Yeah. Did you think that was like man? It's a weird movie, and like for it to win, it's like. 
its own thing or were you like no this makes sense it's like cinema i get it i thought shape of water was just gorgeous Same. it was beautiful mm-hmm. and you know how i feel about magical realism yes <laughs> no yeah totally yeah yeah you're yeah. like merman <laughs> yeah in. so i was like let's let's no, like yeah. let's, you know as soon as it was over let's watch it again yeah. you know uh, I think the beauty of the movie is that you go into it and it's so very straightforward and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, taxes, all right, laundromat, yeah. okay, and then hard even, left even, multiverse and you're like, what is that. happening? Yeah. And then the dildos and the butt plugs. You're spoiling. <laughs> you're spoiling. I, I think the dildos, I'm, I think the dildos and the Did butt you know plugs have been talked about. dildos and butt plugs played a huge part in that film? I have no idea, but okay, now I, I must watch now this. Now you must. <laughs> dildos, butt plugs, like it just went hard left to where yeah. you're just like, Look, I watched this movie for probably the third time with my 85-year-old grandmother. Oh, wow. And she was just sitting there like this, like wide-eyed and mouth <laughs> agape, like, <gasps> and she would turn to me and be like, <gasps> and I was like, yeah, and she doesn't speak a very good English either, so yeah. she was kind of sort of following along, reading the captions, she, but like... I don't think she caught the nuances of everything, mm-hmm. but she understood and got but the look. emotional pull. <laughs> That's the universal yeah. language. She stepped, she stepped out right before the butt plug <laughs> happened. She did see the dildo. <laughs> uh, but no, I just, Jamie Lee, congrats. I, and I think... An icon. For me, that was, was the thing. It was kind of like a Sally Field moment of like, sure. you love me, you really love me. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis has been a genre actor for so long and like mm. to finally get that like nod of like, we see, we you. see you. So does she win supporting or supporting. leading? Supporting. Okay. Yeah. Supporting actress. But I would say arguably the the uh, Stephanie Shu who plays the daughter mm-hmm. was amazing. I agree. I and agree. it's not to take anything away from Jamie, but like uh, so much of the film hinges on her. Yeah. It's like were yeah. they both nom- nominated for yeah. supporting yes. actress yeah. in the same in the same movie? The same yeah. movie. Yeah. Has that happened before? Yeah, yeah. we've seen it? that a few no. times. Okay. Uh, yeah. And for various acting categories. And I agree. I just think this was the political statement like, of yeah. like, we're going to give it to Jamie because it's her time. Mm-hmm. You know, she deserves it at this point. True. Uh, the one, let me look at my notes here. It's back in theaters. So if anyone wants to watch it, Ghost, I would actually recommend seeing it in theaters. 100. Like, yeah. Like, I'm sure it's probably still fine at home. See, like, the thing about going to movie theaters nowadays mm-hmm. is that I'm so used to hitting pause when I have to pee. Yeah, <laughs> that part. I'm an adult with an 80-year-old bladder. I don't know what's going to happen to me when I'm in my 60s because I urinate a lot. Uh-huh. And I, I'm afraid to miss, you know, moments yeah. in, the, in the theater. So, um, like, you know, I so I'm just, like, sitting there uncomfortable because it's like oh my god oh my god and then, I, and then I, i'm out of the movie because yeah. i'm thinking about my bladder yeah. you know i mean you've so, seen my living room we've basically set up yeah, a theater here yeah I... but i do like the energy of a movie theater yeah. you know i do like i just need the movie to be at you know hour 15 minutes because <laughs> I, I, no. I can do that but i cannot go see yeah. avatar uh, uh shape of water or, or whatever know, avatar way of water yeah you know i just can't you know mm-hmm. i hear that yeah i hear that yeah, it's a hard watch when it, you got to use the restroom. It's it's an experience. Um, you just got to go in there not having drank any water for like the past three yeah. hours or yeah. something. Or tequila, which or is tequila. difficult. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, how did you feel about Best Supporting Actor? Loved it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I, to come out like full circle in his own career to win also as uh, Brendan Fraser won, uh-huh. which was great because I'm a Brendan Fraser stand. Okay. Love Brendan Fraser. I think but he won lead actor though. Lead he did. actor, yes. Yes. And I don't I keep looking at the name and I don't want to mispronounce it. Uh Kehu Kwan. Kehu Kwan? Key. 
Ki Hu Kwan. And he yeah. won for supporting actor, actor for every everything ever. Yes. Oh, got it. The whole time, like, I was like, Udi Twap. Yeah. <laughs> was the only yeah. thing I was thinking. Uh, but I think... Uh, w- I think that was kind of like a reoccurring theme of seeing these actors that, mm. you know, were huge in like the 80s and the 90s. And then... Because he was Goonies. He was, he was the Goonies. Goonies. Yeah. He Indiana was Jones. Uh, in yeah. Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Brendan Fraser. He was mm-hmm. a huge thing in the 90s and then they kind of faded away. Michelle Kwan, uh, you know... Michelle Yeo. Michelle Yeo, sorry. Michelle Kwan's a figure skater. The other one. Who we also rock for. We stand. Um, <laughs> Michelle Yeo, who came out, you know, like in Crouching Tiger, Hitting Dragon yeah. and kind of make this big thing but then not so much and now to like really be acknowledged as like a, I love what she said that like she said to any woman out there like you're not past your prime right mm-hmm. she's oh, a woman yeah. in her 50s winning her Oscar for the first time and well deserved much the well accepting deserved. Uh, speeches were lovely mm-hmm. I did see like some of the highlights um, yeah I would agree and then Brendan Fraser, he took a hiatus not because he wanted to, right? And he had like no, some mental yeah. health or like addiction, maybe. Mental health, or mental health, and then I believe he said he actually had some issues with the industry, um, like actually getting sexually harassed or potentially even assaulted at some points, and just the toxic nature of Hollywood. And then I think with his career, because it was so like big at the beginning, right? That as like middle age started to encroach, it, sort of having to deal with that, like people forget you and now we're moving mm-hmm. on and he, he, he it really really internalized mm-hmm. a lot of all that so yeah it took a break or only see you as a certain thing because I think he was yeah. typecast you very much so yeah um, yeah he didn't have a much um, like versatility or the yeah. offer mm-hmm. of that and some of his because he I mean because he did some big block yeah stuff. and he was always that like funny man that super tall funny man mm-hmm. um, um, that just I think he felt paved trapped. the way for a lot of like the Chris uh, Pines or no the Chris uh, like the Star Lords of today. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Where it's like you're funny, you're not just always stoic and like, like a, like a what is it Tatum yeah totally paved the way for that because I don't think before that it was just always like the stoic I answer all my problems with guns guy yeah <laughs> yeah and now it's like no it's now it's a quip and I'm gonna run first exactly <laughs> yeah to, and then dance to some 80s music. so did y'all watch The Will? I, I haven't yet but I did hear some of the like controversy surrounding it um I'm interested in watching it only because I know the director like I've seen a lot of his stuff and yeah. he's really Darren Aronofsky right? yeah yeah love Darren Aronofsky has done it. so to hear the criticism I'm like okay I hear it I don't know if that's like I'm I'm I process it I'm like cool I'm going into it like with that in mind and trying to see cuz there was actually uh criticism about uh damn what oh uh tar mm-hmm. that, we, that we were just talking about how there was a, a an Asian American um writer I believe for Slate or I'm sorry if I forget the publisher but uh who was talking about how if you really kind of break apart tar a little bit how it ends with tar, uh the the conductor in Taiwan and now it's sort of bad and it's like oh so now you're relegated to this Asian market and your life's bad uh-huh. and now all this is bad and it's like why because those pristine white spaces you were at is bad and I was like I could totally understand that as well like and, yeah. and I think that's a very fair assessment so like with a lot of the film criticism it's like it I think it's 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 also important to to take it in to to process it and then potentially still check it out and then make your own sort of 
thing on it. And I definitely compart for me personally, I compartmentalize things. So like I want to go watch the whale, you know, specifically for his performance, mm -hmm. right? And I'm just yeah, like much. compartmentalizing oh, and, uh, that from box. Stranger Things. I yes, the uh, the, the one that plays the daughter. Uh, yes. Como se llama? Nina Menorilla. But uh, but that that like for me, I'm able to just kind of like go into it and just look at it for this perspective. Uh, and then separately address all the controversy around it, right? And process what that means without that necessarily affecting the performance. Yeah. The Oscar winning Sadie Sink is her name. Performance. Yeah, I want to see the will, as what you're saying, really for Brendan Fraser, because mm -hmm. I've been like a fan of his. And it's mm -hmm. like, and I, I mean, he won the Oscar, carried it like a phenomenal job. But I, have been hearing a lot of controversy and the most compelling scathing uh, review of it was uh, Mary Lambert, you know, the singer mm -hmm. Macklemore on her uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I was like, like, I didn't see that. Oh yeah. And I was, and like, once she's, like I said, it's like incredibly like compelling, scathing, like, and I can't like unsee it or unhear yeah. it, uh -huh. you know. So when I go to see this movie, I'm, all I'm gonna I'm gonna hear the real of like what she thought about it. Sure. And um, yeah, and you know, I've been a fan of Darren Aronofsky. Mm -hmm. He's historically been like one of like my top five, top eight, whatever filmmakers, uh -huh. writers. But some of his late stuff, you talk I about get it. a little bit. <laughs> didn't he do Mother? Yes. Oh, Mother, I can't do. Uh, oh, I mean, I saw it, but I, 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 I didn't was see like, it because of what everything. What in was... the world? <laughs> what in Texas, Pete? Say, what are you doing, <laughs> yeah. Aronofsky? What the hell is wrong with you? I, I just feel like he's gotten like kind of in love with himself and his mm -hmm. ideas, and he doesn't want to like recognize that like that's actually not a great idea like uh -huh. i see where you're going like i like your vision and i know what you're trying to do mm -hmm. yeah. but like this isn't it though like this isn't <laughs> this isn't you need to flesh it out you know yeah. what i mean like you gotta this is not a complete work like uh -huh. you need some editing rooster can help you out <laughs> <laughs> you know like you need call to, a friend to, to, and this is like a the community thing. <laughs> well this is the thing with artists and especially sure. if you're like a creator type uh, like you get in love with your own concept with your own ideas mm. And I get it. I mean, that's like, but, you know, you, you can't release something or you shouldn't release something that's like completely half-baked just because mm -hmm. you love it. Because who's the audience? Who's it mm -hmm. for? You yeah. know what mm -hmm. I mean? And then you get disappointed when people are like, oh, I don't understand. We couldn't recognize my brilliance. And yeah. it's like, no, your concept was cool. I see it. But like the execution, not there. Yeah. So that's kind of, I don't know. I, I feel like that might be what happened with the well. Like he had this idea and this is supposed to be like this, but then it just got muddied. Yeah. And because he did Noah, right? He didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> did you know? Which I was not. I, so I'll, to your point, I'll also say that I think Darren Aronofsky kind of loses a lot of what makes him good when he gets bigger projects. Mm -hmm. Cause like with the fountain, I've, I love the fountain, but I know a lot of people who don't love the fountain cause it's just so like mm -hmm. large. He's got um, Hugh Jackman in it mm -hmm. and others. And it's just this much larger concept. It's like, like, but when he's like the wrestler or Boom. or even Requiem for a Dream, where it's just very focused in smaller spaces, like he uh -huh. is dynamite. And that's what the whale kind of seems like. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see that. Well, I agree. I think the last great Aronofsky movie was The Wrestler. Yeah. Wrestlers is classic. It's so, so good. good. Mm -hmm. And I can see a little bit of 
some like uh, similar thread between the wrestling and the will because mm. I forget the name of the actor in that movie, but he was kind of um, got- Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke, Rourke yes. almost the same sort of thing, kind of washed away, had some forgotten. crisis, forgotten, came mm. back. Brendan Fraser's kind of like the new thing, but I was reading some like uh, just commentary on Aronofsky's work, and he did take a turn into like the biblical mm. allegory sort of thing, and I just. I love stories like that, but it takes a lot mm-hmm. to make them work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what and I mean? And the nuance s- that, that has to go into it. And I think that's why it's important to surround yourself with a community of people that can call you out on some of your blind spots, mm-hmm. you know, as well as like help you kind of craft and hone exactly what it is that you're trying to put out there, which I think, you know, like is one of the beautiful things of coming from a spoken word world where like you do have community, you have people, you have things to bounce off you of it and be like, hey, I have this idea. And then someone's going to be like, that's not a good one. And you're like, okay, let me go reevaluate my idea. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I also felt like came through with everything everywhere all at once is that it was all of them. The entire production team was like together on this journey, making this movie. As far out as it was. Yes. Like everyone was on board. Yes. And uh, I mean, they won Best Ensemble mm-hmm. for the Screen Actors Guild Awards. So, uh, shout yeah. out to the Daniels and shout everyone. out to the Daniels. Have you seen, um, uh, what was, what was their first movie? Swiss the, Army Man. Swiss Army Man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a far out movie. It's on my deck. Yeah. Have you heard That's of on, it? Mm-mm. It's, uh, Daniel Radcliffe plays a dead person. The whole movie. He's dead. Okay. It's uh, like, oh, you've seen Castaway, right? Yeah. So you know how like Tom Hanks is like friendly with Wilson? Mm-hmm. Same concept, except there's a person on an island and the other person is dead. Okay. Well, and it's kind of like a ghost, right? It's, it's Whoopi, exactly what happened. Goldberg, you know? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. I've seen the trailer for it. Yeah. I have, like, it gets it, where, more far out. When we bought uh, everything over well, it, yeah. all at once, it was like a package. Like, yeah. get them both. And I was like, sure. So it's there. <laughs> we haven't watched it yet, um, but I'm excited uh, for what that potentially sure. will be. Uh, speaking of potentials and sure. things that might be happening, uh, Donald Trump might be getting arrested. Oh, we need some more mezcal. We need some more mezcal for that. We're jumping into a whole. We're switching gears. Yeah, switch it up over here. Yeah, bring that closer. All right. As 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 Lacey pours, let's talk about this one. Yeah, this is the Tepeshate. So again, different producer, different agave. Um, This is even smaller batch. There's only 150 bottles of these. We so fancy today. We super fancy. Um, This agave Mm. can take about. almost 30 years before it reaches uh, maturity. So it's in the earth for a long time. Um, flavor is going to be way unique. I love it. Um, spicy poblano. That's, mm. Yeah, that's, it uh, smells like that. Mm. And then it kind of has this nice uh, green melon, papaya, green banana peel. Um, and then this really cool kind of like wild honeysuckle, mm. uh, earthy sweetness on Salud. the back end. But flavor is subjective. Just like uh, everything that we're talking about, she's those a, are just the things that she's I get. a little punchier. She's a little. I, I like her. I feel smooth, smoother. Mm-hmm. Not as dense and smoky, but she burns, but like in a good way. Ma'am, it's like a spicy heat. Yeah, it's like a spicy, juicy fruit gum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Ricky Martin says, she bangs. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, Rooster, lead us into this section. You you threw this in here. Uh so. Trump, Stormy Daniels, all that is coming to a potential conclusion, <laughs> uh, hopefully, because uh, I don't know if y'all saw it, but he was supposed to get arrested, potentially. He said he was going to be arrested on Tuesday. And didn't happen. 
doesn't. No. Um, but for anyone who doesn't know the situation as to why, it all has to do with campaign finance laws. Uh, Trump had his legal fixer, Michael Cohen, pay the adult film actress, Stormy Daniels, 130000 to maintain her silence about an alleged affair that the former president had with her. And by not reporting that and falsifying records, that is a crime. Um, it's not a big crime, but I don't know. People are eager to see him perp walk and or just in handcuffs he is for eager. anything. He's <laughs> eager for himself to be seen in the perp walk. Yes. yes. He wants that footage so bad. He wants it so bad that he actually released deep fake videos of yeah. him being in a perp walk. Oh my god, I haven't seen those. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> horrifying and like I wouldn't say it's funny, but it's like not funny because this dude has so many people that ferociously defend him. Yeah. Um, and it's just entirely absurd to me. But no, he he's he wants the perp walk more than anybody. Yeah. Because um, he thinks that'll elevate himself in some way, and he can use that in some way. He's he wants to be received. a martyr. Yeah. He wants that so he can show his base. Well, when you say he, like I'm under attack, I'm under attack, I'm under attack, and then something like this happens, it's sort of like it. Even though it's a lie from the beginning, it yeah. sort of reinforces the lie to the people, like you're saying, who are just like fervent believers in in any narrative he crafts. He even went on to say, "quote I to his followers." I am your justice. I am mm. your retribution. What? <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Stop talking. Uh-huh. It's like, a, he's like. At su- what point do we call a cult a cult? I know. He is like such. Does there have to be Kool-Aid? Yeah. He and his people are like the most like nanny nanny boo boo folks. You know what I mean? Like, nanny, nanny, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Have you ever heard that face? And uh, it's like, yeah. you're just like, nanny, nanny, no, nanny, no, nanny. I'm not. Whatever you say is what you are. And right. it's like, oh my God. Like, and, and he's so. Uh, the thing is, like, he's he's unraveling, and it's quite a joy to watch him just like spiral. I saw this clip of him on last week tonight uh, with John Oliver, where he was like, he he released this uh, as a speech to farmers, being like, oh, so yeah. yeah, I you know I remove the tax on it, oh, so if you God. pass it to your children, they won't have to pay any tax. But if you don't like your children, which is fine. Many people don't like their children. That's justified. You don't have to leave your children anything. You can leave them nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And it's like, <laughs> I feel like you're projecting here, sir. Yeah. Uh, did you find out it was Ivanka? It's It was Ivanka. Ivanka told on you. Is that what happened? Yeah. I mean, he has, he has so many impending uh, sort of like cases against him that are just kind of like backlogged in the court. But the reason this is getting so much traction and why the DA is really pushing it is because this is the most clear cut out of all of them. So if he's going to go down, there's some bigger allegations that would have more kind of like criminal uh, like time in the jail or what have you. Um, This is the least of them, but all they need is one. So I agree with the DA. Let's just get him on the most attainable that we can get instead of trying to get swallowed up in the court system. The easiest one to prove. Yeah, and it's also the funniest one. Like, (laughs) you know, like like, out of all of the things that this guy has certainly done over the years, this is the thing. He got caught red-handed by an adult film star. Like, how? That's like... In a way, it's like the most American thing you yeah. know, of a president. <laughs> and then the other thing, just the hypocrisy of it all. Because you remember Bill Clinton yeah. and Monica Lewinsky? Uh-huh. And it's like people lost their fucking shit over that. And I'm not saying it was good or bad here right. or there. But 
come on. Like, <laughs> this is like. And, and I feel like the Republican Party is just waiting for at least those elected, right? They're just waiting for an excuse to be able to finally be like, okay, I guess we're severing ties with this person, right? But yeah. they aren't. That's the other thing that's like so infuriating about the Republican Party. They have every opportunity to walk back from this guy. They can all unify and be like, oh, we don't uh-huh. have any relationship with yeah. a person that commits adultery. We don't have any relationship with people that does crime. They come and they defend him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is such mind-blowing. But what I mean by that is that if if he were to be indicted, convicted of this, then he officially, legally cannot run for office, right? Oh, no, he can, So right? it gives... I don't think yeah, so. You can. Not for this one. No, yeah. not for this. Yeah. Because no. you can be a felon and be president. You're, it's a vote. I don't think you can. Yeah. I'm Check it. Somebody fact check Google us. Google it. Fact check Because, like, there's nothing that stops a former incarcerated person from being president. Because, of, because it's an election. Like you And it's not like you were found guilty of anything. Office. Basically, it's just going to be a legal proceeding. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it could totally mess up his um, uh, campaigning. But after it came out that he was going to be probably arrested... His campaign received a huge influx of donors. I and to your point, Lacey, I think it's also tough for Republicans to bail on him politically because if they say, "Okay, you can no longer be a Republican candidate," he'll just go independent. He has enough people, and then I think that's something Republicans are so afraid of mm-hmm. because then they're just never going to win the presidency. Yeah, it's going to split the vote. Yep. Which is why nobody on the left has done that because they know that mm. they're just shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. Well. Let's hope this eventually goes away. I want that man out of my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm just tired of talking about him. He's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And Absolutely. it's like, it's, and everything he does is just like, it doesn't, it's just, yeah, it's an, it's infuriating. It's frustrating. Let's stop talking about people and let's talk about bills. You want to talk about the? This is the sad news. So I know. I I swear we're not a political podcast, y'all. It's no. just politics have kind of overrun our lives. True. I'm gonna need another shot for this. <laughs> I still got mine. So. <laughs> uh, you read you, what I wrote. You read what you wrote. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> so, kind of let's condense this. There have been a series of bills passed in most Republican-led states. Uh, that have attempt to write new legislation that affects a number of different culture war issues, such as taking away bodily autonomy from people who can get pregnant, um, public schools, K through 12, all the way through public college and universities, uh, the medical care for trans individuals, that what they can receive, immigration, gun c- control or reform, and more. Um, there's a lot to kind of unpack, so let's just sort of go through what we have. So the first thing is... Uh, South Carolina is put forth and is attempting to pass the Prenatal Equal Protections Act that would, quote, uh, ensure that an unborn child who is a victim of homicide and afforded equal protections under homicide laws of the state. So this is where women who receive an abortion can now face up to 30 years in prison and potentially even death row. So it's very complicated, very sad, very annoying. Um, on top of that, it's in all the bills that we're going to just kind of briefly touch on. There's a lot of vague language where it's open mm. to interpretation, but more open to whomever is sitting in their, their whatever, uh, respective 
houses of power they have mm-hmm. um, to do with what were they what they like. Um, so the second thing is in Texas, uh, Biatch Greg Abbott. Uh, has put his support publicly uh, around State Bill 88, which is very much echoing what uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, the potential fascist autocrat to come, uh, with the parental rights in education law, um, which sometimes is often known as the don't say gay law. Uh, it does two things. So the first thing it does is it, it quote unquote, empowers parents to have more not just say in the education that their stu- their their children receive, but also the financing, the tax money that would have gone to public schools. Mm-hmm. They have more control of that by creating these sort of saving accounts that then parents can decide, okay, I don't want my child in public school. I don't like the education they're receiving there. I'm going to send them to this charter school, this private school, and the money follows them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, if you actually look at the bill, it's a lot more like convoluted than that. And then also there's specific um sections of the bill that do things like say it restricts instruction on sexual uh education or even mentioning uh certain lessons or Mm -hmm. talking about uh sexual orientation if it's not at the appropriate age i mean i think i saw something where like you you can't even talk about a girl getting her period for the first time like you can't talk to her about that yes if they're under a certain age under a certain age but it's like but it's happening right we're just going to ignore that this is happening and let this child like walk through it without any kind of guidance or i don't know like Basically, boy. So okay, and then this is having ramifications now. Like even in uh, like the public college that I teach at, um, we're having to deal with things like anti CRT legislation, um, getting rid of things like tenureship in the in any public uh, university uh, for professors. It's and it's it's creating this very complex system where now even to uh, on a day to day level where certain professors are afraid to talk about either history of the past without being slapped with that CRT label. And then you can be immediately fired or as soon as your one year contract is up. Or um, if you're just talking about contemporary current events mm-hmm. and you're talking about this, if you were saying, you know, all the laws that are, are start, starting to be pushed that are affecting sort of trans individuals, mm-hmm. could that get you fired? So mm-hmm. it's, it's this, and it, and the language is so vague and wide reaching that it really just depends on who is at the helm to, to say yes or no. Tell me how we're not living in the handmaid's tale right now. Um, I mean, we have McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't in the. I haven't the, seen the, that. There was no. There was no. But you, you've read it, or yeah. you're familiar. Yeah. Well, my question with all of this is like, what's the end game? There has to be some sort of like greater strategy, because I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't think it's as simple as like, yeah, no, we are definitely we need to ban the drag queens, ban the books, ban. Like, do you really want to put fucking women in prison for having kids, or is it because you're like, oh no, we need to have more population so we can have more of a workforce, uh-huh. but then I have problem with that because mm-hmm. they want to automate everything. So uh-huh. you don't even want human beings taking the jobs. So yeah. what is, what are we doing here? I said, I think it's a distraction, but I also think that there is some like weird master plan that doesn't make any sense to me, mm-hmm. but apparently it makes enough sense to enough people where they're galvanizing around these. It makes enough sense on limited knowledge right the people are making these votes making these decisions without actually understand like i don't think the majority of people who are voting on these bills actually understand how these bills when put into practice are going to actually affect 
the public, the systems, the people, like, because they don't understand what it is that they're voting on. They're galvanizing behind this, like, broad general idea of drag queens are dangerous for your children. So let's just put this law in place. Like, if you look at the Tennessee law, right? Again, we're Mm -hmm. uh, talking about, like, vagueness in terms of wording. Uh, It says, you know, like, gender, appearing as a gender outside of whatever you were assigned at birth in a public space where children can see you is now illegal. Mm -hmm. So that essentially puts a transgender individual who's literally just walking down the street at risk of somebody being like, you're breaking that law. Can I show Mrs. Doubtfire to a group of 12 year olds? Right. Like, honestly. Right. Like, and, do, and, and that's that weird thing where it's like, I kind of posted it on Facebook the other day, but it's like, when it comes to teaching about even sex and gender, it's like, it, it, kids, I especially under the age of 10, I don't necessarily think they process it the same way that adults may sometimes think they do. Mm-hmm. And it's this weird thing of like, oh, well, you're going to confuse them. It's like, they're confused already. Like, they don't know what, like, even heterosexual people are doing. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, it's not even about that. Like, Well, some 10-year-olds, they actually have two dads or two moms. Yeah, or, You know what I mean? So it's like you're actually being the one that's confusing them because that mm-hmm. is their life. Yeah. That. that is their only thing that they know. And mm-hmm. what they stand besides the people that are putting these bills uh, on, they're saying, like, we have a duty to protect our kids. That's our job as congressmen, as senators, as blah, 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 blah. But I think we've all seen the John, the, uh, the John Stewart clip. It's also bullshit because the, the number one killer of children are guns. Yeah, exactly. So for you to say that it's the drag queens and it's the books and it's CRT and we have to protect our kids and you don't want to do any sort of sensible gun legislation, yeah. fuck you. Because yeah. you're a fucking liar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, that, yeah. That, clip, that clip brings me so much joy. Because it backs this congressman into a corner where it's like, but you don't want to infringe on gun rights. And he's like, yeah, because that's a right. And I was like, and so he rebuttals, well, so is voting, right? Yeah, that's a constitutional right. What do you have to do to vote? Yeah. You have to, what? Say say it and like coax him into, you have to register to vote, right? So why don't you have to register to get a gun? Mm -hmm. Why is that not regulated like everything else in this country? So... I want to. I would. I would ask you know, on the first point of the the South Carolina prenatal equal protection act. So if that law is now categorizing unborn children as an actual person from insemination, from insemination yes. is an actual person. Yes. So as a as a pregnant mother, I would like to ask: Can I claim this as a dependent? Right. Can I get taxes back on my unborn child? Right. Has that been asked? Yeah, like, can I be in the HOV lane? Like right, the yeah. lady from Texas? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know? See, this is, I just have so much problem because it, none of it... None of it, it makes sense. It doesn't, and it's not cohesive <laughs> and it's not... And so again, like what is the end game? Because statistically, if you do a poll, various polls show that most people in the country don't have a problem with gay people. Mm-hmm. Most polls show that they do want to have sensible gun legislation. Mm-hmm. Most polls show... That um, in support of Roe v. Wade, you know. Yeah. So, like, what? Why are we changing? What? What is the master plan? I would say to answer your question, I think there is. It's hard to say whether it's like this 
intentional like yes these things are intentional but like beyond that into almost like the satanic culture like diabolical like you know back rooms of american illuminati illuminati shit i don't necessarily adhere to that but i do hillary clinton's (laughs) pedophilia yeah Yeah. (laughs) like i don't adhere to that exactly but i do think there is this very subtle attempts at social engineering because i feel that the average american gets up goes to work 40 50 hours a week has kids they're in school and you have dual income households just people are busy and they don't really have time to to mm. grasp with all these things mm-hmm. so it's a it's this they culture keep, war they to, keep us in a system wherein we don't have the time to actually like participate in the system that we're in because we're just trying to like fucking pay our bills and then there's also this 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 constant um misinformation campaign and campaign to 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 treat education as a bad thing or this you know like the thing that bothers me is this this whole line of ideas that say like oh well your kids go to to college and then they get indoctrinated into left-wing leaning things it's like no maybe they just learn about like what socialism is and how it's an okay thing potentially Mm -hmm. maybe they learn about like what actual african americans in this country had to go through maybe they just get exposed to other cultures right and they pop their tiny little bubble that they've been living in in lubbock texas their whole lives exactly and and it's sorry shout out to lubbock yeah you're welcome on the pod (laughs) go red raiders (laughs) um so so i think but but by constantly attacking these 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 institutions through these legal means uh eventually you end up with a whole society of of dude bros and i honestly Mm -hmm. think that's the goal is to the dude bro broification of the nation handmaid's tale Handmaid's Tale. But and it's a weird, man, but I mean, I hear what you're saying, but it's, that's like a weird in game. You know what I mean? That's like a weird thing to be like, not oh, you if know you're what? a dude, bro. Not, yeah, yeah. no. They, we, what, the end game is to make the world a place where we, the dude bros, are superior to everyone else. That sounds like a, like a logical end game for the dude bros. Right. And you said it, the key word here is subtly, right? It's tiny little incremental movements in that direction. And it's the metaphor of the, the frog in a pot, right? If you put a frog in a pot of water and then turn the heat on and it slowly boils up, that frog will eventually die because that frog didn't realize, oh, I'm now in boiling water. Versus if you drop the frog into a pot of boiling water, it will jump right out. So like, we are we are frogs in a pot and it's getting hot in here. And can somebody throw some ice on the fire? Like, And the uh, average person I'm only has so, so much bandwidth. You know what I mean? To like really learn about anything, whether it's trans issues, abortion issues, whatever. And even in my, my comp one classes where I have, you know, 18 to 21 year olds, like most of whom are fresh out of college. One of the most interesting thing, things that when I ask like, well, what do you, what's some things you think that, that are wrong with the country? They always say things like cancel culture. And I'm like, who's canceling you, 18-year-old? Like, what are you talking about? And then they they just line up all these, you know, um, um, examples. But when you break it down, it's like, yeah, no, that person's not canceled. They still just had a Netflix show. They just had this. They're in a new movie. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But but again, when your bandwidth is small, and when you treat when when you make the education system with less money, overworked teachers, um, and then lack of sort of creating it as a community space which is supposed to be mm-hmm. uh for any individual in that area if you want to learn how to read if you want to learn how to write if you want to learn like upward mobility anything education that's what it's it's at what it should be at its core yeah. and you dispose of all that then you have undereducated individuals 
angry about why their inflation's going up, why it costs more for bread, why it costs, like all these things, why they can't buy a, a house like they mm-hmm. did when their parents did when they're when they were 19 or 20. And it just it's why they're spending rent is going up in apartments. It's a whole fucking thing and they and and yet they don't have even the the lexicon or knowledge to to begin those fights for themselves and right. i think in a weird way that's the social construction that's that's happening what was that movie idiocracy yes yeah but I, and as far as like the housing and all that i feel strongly that the baby boomers have a need to take a lot of blame <laughs> for <laughs> For where we are, because it doesn't happen overnight. You know, baby, the baby boomers had were like almost lived in one of the best like economic eras in U.S. history. I mm-hmm. mean, they had it fucking right. You know, and they did. They were so complacent, and they're the ones that are the most angry. I think that it's just like, look at what this country is having. In this country, yeah. under your watch, yeah, <laughs> you exactly. are the one that led us here. You need to blame yourself. You're mad because your kids don't have that sort of like financial security that you had. You didn't help your kids out. Mm-hmm. You didn't help help them out in the long run. You had a really nice company car expense mm-hmm. account you are you know what i mean and now you didn't set your kids up for for I mean, success this, this, this or even blue collar work that could have like you could have just gotten you could have worked at a factory and you had a union that took care of you yeah. and fought for like health care days off um workman's comp things like that all mm-hmm. that is gone yeah this study just came out that uh the life expectancy in the u.s has dropped and sure. it's like one of the lowest ones for wealthy developed nations right like the u.s mm-hmm. is one of those places that has a lower life expectancy than other places like uk switzerland you other developed wealthy nations right so there's certain states now that are starting to propose laws that are lowering like the age that kids can work because of things like oh but it's this ridiculous thing where it's not because oh we should get younger people into the workforce so they can gain this experience it's literally because people are upset that there's no one working at mcdonald's uh and it's this whole but again it's like so rather than fix the problem right pay more yeah we just want to put more just, cogs in the machine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say if they do, were to make a law like that and get younger people working, if you pay tax, you should be allowed to vote, period. Period. Well, cogs in the machine. Get your shit together, America. <laughs> get your shit together. Charge. Uh, all right. Yeah, we're not. Sorry for the sad news, people. We're not a political podcast. But it's here just, we are. Yeah, it's just <laughs> politics are, is alive. Oh, over, overruling our lives right now. Um, speaking of distractions, uh, let's talk about Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's so go this into is it. Wait. News. Wait. Let's go oh, yeah. into Hit it. Okay. Hit the beat. We're That's going the into our next talking. segment. Get loose. How much for a gram? And unlike tequila, it's like warm. It is warm. It's, mm-hmm. it's like it's like a hug. Mm-hmm. The mezcal is amazing. We have production standards, Rooster. Okay? No, I know, but it's it's more fun <laughs> to just talk over the beat. <laughs> talk over it. All right, talk talk about it. How much? How for much a gram? for a gram? I did see this on Instagram. So, did you? Uh, before I dive into it, did either one of you see the Murdoch Murders on Netflix? I have. I did. You did. You did? I did, yes. Hey, that's Corey respect. saw the whole three-part yeah. series on Netflix. I've only seen part one of the HBO series because oh, HBO yeah, did its did. own. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I've... And, and I'm also coming into this completely unfamiliar with the Murdoch murders. This is my first exposure to okay. them. So please, y'all, take over the Well, the, the, so <laughs> mm, how do I want to approach this? 
the big let's start with what instagram said so first off there was a, a number of murders that happened in the south carolina area uh-huh. and as you saw in the net or uh, the hbo doc that what is it, they call it the lowlands yeah the lowlands there was this family, this very influential family that was the law. They, they, owned, were they owned everything. everything. They were judges. They were they owned the cops. All of that. Yes. Um, and it eventually caught up to the patriarch of the family, Alex Murdoch, I yes. believe his name. And he has now been incarcerated. Alec. Alec yeah. Alex. It's, it's yeah. spelled like Alex because Alec. Yeah. And then I like to say. Because he's white. Yeah. <laughs> and they say it's like the murder murders, but I like to say it with the southern draw. So it's the, the murder murders. Murder. 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 That's right. That's right. That's, murder. that's, that's murder. 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 That's murder. Murder she wrote. <laughs> South Carolina Bayou. That's your, that's, that's, that's your Mississippi upbringing. Yeah. That's what that I is. was like, this motherfucker. I was like, I know this type because I'm from Mississippi, South Carolina. You know, oh, yeah. I was like, okay, here we go. Where their names are on all the streets yeah. and like they have yeah subdivisions. Um, you, you oh, know, yeah. uh, on a bright note, uh, it's, it's a little bit of a tangent, but on the subject of Mississippi, I saw a map last week at our conference about all the states that are coming out with anti-LGBTQ, anti-trans bills, and I forget if it was Mississippi or Arkansas, but one of those two doesn't have any on the books. Good. So shout out to the Deep South. Uh, one of those two states Very is, interesting. Uh, you know, not not dipping their toes in that water. So, so a small part. <laughs> well, it, unfortunately, it was a small part because I, in my opinion, I was like, this should have been much bigger in the movie. There was also another unsolved or suspicious murder of an in- individual by the name of Stephen Smith in 2015. Uh huh. Uh, the official report was was hit by a car, but it looked very not hit by a car ish. <laughs> it looked more hate crime ish. Okay. Um, and Stephen Smith was one of the only really out gay individuals in this very very small conservative place. Um, and they do believe that one of the uh, allegedly because we're not trying to get legal anyway uh, <laughs> that one of the Murdoch we have a legal note here yes. <laughs> our lawyers would say <laughs> that one of the Murdochs may have played a pivotal role so uh, because of the Netflix special and the HBO special they're now actually reopening the case and examining it more which leads me to my question is Netflix kind of low-key trying to save the world? Because they're doing all this stuff where they're solving all the crimes, they're solving the mysteries. Don't fuck with cats. Don't <laughs> fuck with cats is great. They're retrying all the bad trials uh-huh. and they're trying to free all the innocent people. And 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 I think we need to re- I think HBO too though. Yeah. They, 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 yeah. They, 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 they and, and, no, HBO's getting all the people out of the cults. And and which and is Nexium. dope. <laughs> Nexium. Next episode. Nexium. And NPR. Yeah. And so this is what my what I was going to say was like what I'm seeing is this beautiful because, again, like the average person, day to day person is just so inundated with so many things that are happening in their lives and blah, 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 blah. They don't have time to like look at these things. This is this beautiful intersection where investigative journalism and cinematic masterpieces are coming together in this cross section to where like we can now present this information to the public in a way that they can digest it and a mm-hmm. be informed and b be entertained. You know, Can we, we do a little like short applause for just journalism? Hey. Uh, good journalism is my jam in a world where it's like infotainment. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love a good NPR, just investigative yeah. three part docuseries that just Have digs you listened to Serial? Oh, yeah. Have oh, you, yeah. Yeah. Serial is an incredible investigative journalism, but it, it's that entertainment factor. It's, it's, 
the production element that I think well, yeah. is making the difference in what we're now seeing on Netflix and HBO and NPR in where it is being produced in a way to where it's not just a news report. It is being produced in a way that keeps audiences engaged and therefore audiences are more informed. And mm-hmm. therefore, yes, Netflix is trying to save the world while also ruining it by having Dave Chappelle on there. <laughs> uh, so I think it's that element to where like journalists have found a way to partner with or understood the value of the production that goes into putting their journalism out there so that we can have these shows, podcasts, news reports that people actually want to listen to and then talk about, right? And it becomes part of the, you know, universal discussion that's happening. Right, because people love stories. Yeah. Regardless of what where you're from, what era you were born, a story is a story, and we love them. Mm. And Tiger King. Oh, my God. Yeah, Tiger <laughs> King, yes. Housewives. Yeah. Yeah, no. you know? And so I think that for, um, like, historic i've I've always been a documentary person i don't care if they're like come across as boring or low production i just fucking eat up documentaries (laughs) um but i think basically like at the end of the day is that like most people i think would like a documentary but to your point they're not going to sit through it because they're so used to watching something like batman or like Mm -hmm. big sort of productions you know (laughs) like a big thing so like now they finally have teamed up in a way where and and they're they're profitable because these production companies, they don't, I mean, come on, let's be honest. At the end of the day, they want to return on investment. They're not just doing it to get, to solve the moda. Well, moda. because, <laughs> well, because they're they, doing it because they need. They also have to pay the bills. Right. Yeah. We live in a capitalist society, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, we still have to find a way to make consumables yeah. that people will consume. So on that note, do you think Netflix are, or is there such thing as conscious capitalism? Are they being conscious about their... I think... Well, I'll answer the Netflix question specifically. I actually do think Netflix is attempting to be more conscious in their capitalism only because they start... They've they've, they've began as a disruptive company with like, hey, we're going to sell send you uh, DVDs <laughs> through the mail for anyone who's under the with age of no 30. With no late fees. No with zero late fees. <laughs> Hang on, keep it as long. And that was revolutionary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. To even like streaming, what was like, wait, so I don't leave the house and the movie just hits my TV? It's like, yeah, just trust us. Um, to then, I mean, I'm I, there's times where I really do miss old Netflix where they, before all the streaming came to be, uh-huh. it was just all the movies were there and all the old movies and... and uh, different documentaries yeah. it was fantastic but now that there's this glut of new streaming services and they all took their movies back netflix has been trying to do something different and in a way weird programming content way i do feel like they're being a little more conscious about their capitalism mm-hmm. there's a lot of really interesting shows about trans individuals they're giving a lot of opportunities to to directors and the, writers yeah. of color and women and and pushing mm-hmm. it forward and then i see the other streamers start doing the same thing i think the 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 thing that irks me about netflix and i have to be really careful here because they're a partner of ours uh not Straight of up. this po- not oh. of this pod uh but of uh, the organization that i work with well we love uh, netflix yeah I yeah netflix. i have netflix yeah but i think the issue that i'm seeing with netflix is they want to have their cake and eat it too mm-hmm. you know they want to do all this work to put out all these stories and to support you know like trans individuals and blah blah, blah. but they also want to put up a transphobic comedian and be like yeah well 
we support all voices. It feels like a all voices matter kind of moment mm-hmm. coming from Netflix. And it's like, but, but that's the capitalism part, though. Exactly. So, capitalism is so like, I take conscious. your money, I take yeah. your money. Exactly. I, you Everyone know? is welcome as long as you're paying. And mm-hmm. so I don't think that's conscious capitalism. I think that's just capitalism. Mm. But I'll say this. I think with the structure of Netflix, where it's a subscription-based thing, I, I hear you if it was like if it was like a theater and it was just like, oh, we got Dave Chappelle for like this many nights. And then that's the thing that's getting the money. Like, it's not just Dave Chappelle that's getting the money. It's just sure. one of the many. So I don't know. Like, I would say that it's because you have this wide range of, of, of options that, that that that's kind of where I guess more of the consciousness comes into it. Or you mm-hmm. can say it's fair because they also do a lot of things about uh, uh, ecological it's, sure. issues. It's, it's, it's equal. But is it equitable? Mm, but like you have to pay to play mm-hmm. like you don't get a dave Chappelle comedy series by or anything without paying him sure like you know what i mean like as as much of an asshole as he is and I, and, I that, totally and that's what i'm saying they're eating their they want their cake and eat it too you know like sure we're gonna put all this work out there to like support trans and queer sure. artists but we're also going to pay Dave Chappelle a buttload of money for his but transphobic But you only comedy. watch Dave Chappelle those one times, and then you have other things to watch. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm not... And They're I, playing both sides of the card, right. is what I'm saying. Maybe. And so, like, where do we draw a line in the sand of, like, this is no longer okay, right? Well, business ethics is an oxymoron. Well, <laughs> question yes. about comedy, though. I haven't seen the Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the Chris Rock thing. But um, but when it comes to these comedies, like, they don't... Does the exec of Netflix even, or any company, even know what the skit is? Because no. comedy is, like, very... So you're just like, yeah, I have Dave Chappelle on, and then yeah. you think that, like, y- you don't know what he's going to do. Right. You know? But the and thing is, like, like, after he did it... There was this backlash and there was people being like, hey, Netflix, we would like you to pull this off your network. It is is transphobic. It is actively harming members of our community. Please pull it off their network. And Netflix was like, sorry, it's just it's part of our programming. You can go look at other programming that is not, but this is still going to be there. Right. And so it's going back to your question of like conscious capitalism. I think capitalism in its purest form erases the ability to be morally conscious because at the end of it the goal is make the most money right and that means accepting money from everyone right Mm -hmm. and selling to everyone and trying to diversify your audiences and so yeah we have these great programmings but we're also going to have shitty programmings for shitty programmings for this part of the community, but this part of the community really enjoys it. So we're going to take their money as well. Mm-hmm. So yes, they want to save the world, but also they're not mad at. They mean, also made Don't Look Up. Yeah, I I know, and that's a Netflix original. I know, yeah. and like again, we subscribe to Netflix in this house. Like yeah. they put out great shit, but they also put out really problematic shit, I guess. and they're just like. We're just a media company. We put out all shit. Okay, so take no accountability. Got it. Yeah. But I mean, I guess, I mean, I hear what you're saying, and I, yeah. and I agree, but no one's going to get it right 100% of the time, yeah. all the time. No. You know, everyone's got to, especially when you have that much content, that much, like the odds are insurmountably stacked against 
you, you know, and that kind of happens with volume. The bigger you get, the more chances you are to mess up. Mm, true. To be called out on something, to to mistake or misstep, well, well, misspeak. They, they canceled Aziz Ansari after like his alleged uh, allegations and incidents that transpired. And, and Master of None was a popular show at the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like, I, hear, I, I, I agree with you. I think they... I don't know. Do I have a cape on for Netflix? Yes. <laughs> because especially now, I feel like it's becoming, in a weird way, Netflix is almost like Facebook, but like for different reasons now. Where I feel like younger people are like, Netflix is whack. Get off of it. Uh-huh. It's all about this. It's all about things like Shutter. It's all about TikTok. It's, all about, it's TikTok. about getting banned. It's, it's all about cancel yeah. culture. Uh-huh. Speaking of cancel culture. Uh, and, and Who's then, gone TikTok? That's a, wait, wait for it. Your 14-year-old is going to go speak at Congress. This is what's yeah. going to happen. And be like, you can't take my TikTok. Uh, but yeah, they're trying, to, they're trying their best. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I agree. We don't always have to agree. No, but I, I do agree that they're trying their best. I just think. We can agree to a point. To a certain extent, like once you get high yeah. up enough, yeah. you know, it's the same thing with Disney, right? Sure. Disney owns so many things and there's factions of Disney that were like, yay, Disney. And there's factions of Disney where we're like, really, Disney? Yeah, don't replay that. Really? Yeah. Uh, so at some point in time, like you said, when you get far enough removed, when you get to that C-suite level of people, they're just like, I just want money. Yeah. So. <laughs> You also got to give them a round of applause. Give them both. We're 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 in the middle of this. <laughs> there we go. You got a womp womp and a round of applause. Netflix, you're uh-huh. trying. Yeah. But yeah. but I think in this instance specifically, the fact that this potential hate crime is getting reopened because of a Netflix doc is great. The same way they did with um, making a murderer. It's like these shows do gain traction, and then they do see like tangible real life change. There was yeah. a, there can, was can I give my little like five seconds? For me, we're in five seconds. Ten seconds. I'll take up the take all the time you want. No, I know you haven't seen the Alec or the murder murders, but my take you've seen it, right? The whole yeah. thing. So my take is that you have this dynasty that was set up about it was like three or four generations. So Alec, yeah. his father was an attorney, and then the and then his grand grandfather. So it's grandfather, dad. Or great grandfather, yeah, your grandfather, well, it's, dad. Him. So you have. Let's start from you have. And then you got the boat kid. Yeah, you have Alec sons. They're the ones that are, and then Alec, and then Alec's father and Alec's grandfather. Yes. So exactly. those are the those. That's like the thing. And so Alec's grandfather is the one that pretty much started this, and then his dad kind of kept it going, and then. Then he had, I think, three sons, one being Alec, who I think was just like a chronic fuck up. Sure. <laughs> and, and I think yes. and instead of teaching your kids accountability and teaching them consequence, he was just like, oh, God, Alec did it again. Let me go clean up the mess. And then Alec had kids and continued this uh, cycle of fuck up. Cycle of fuck up. And, it, and then uh, Alec's dad... Uh, Unfortunately, either passed or is in has a, a like about to die of dementia, not in a way that can help him out anymore. Right. And so, like you've just like you never taught your child who grew up to be a fifty five year old man that actions have consequences, uh-huh. and now that is what crumbled the whole dynasty. But the moral of the story is: teach your fucking kids to not be. Douchebags. Douchebags, <laughs> yes. Like, being, like, contributing, you know, members of community. It, um, it feels like a pretty low baseline, you know. Like, I, you know, just let's just start bag. simple, you know. And like, in, a, in a microcosm, I feel like this specific documentary also kind of, like, 
galvanize this idea that sometimes we maybe think or don't really vocalize that like, yeah, once you get past certain doors of power, you do have privileges that the average person doesn't have. Because there was a lot of things in that doc where it was like, oh yeah, this guy swept under the rug, that guy swept under the rug, oh, this drunk driving charge didn't happen, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, wow, like... It, I think I think that's also a very like real third rail issue for the average person where it's like, no, there are groups of individuals in this country who play by di- completely different rules mm-hmm. because of money, because of influence, because of whatever. And so, yeah, like the fact that this uh, unfortunate and I, demise. I also feel like this family has some very deep uh, like trauma. I don't know (laughs) who started it, where it came Uh from, what, but like you don't have like because one of the kids, the one that was murdered, um, like he he was an alcoholic at like the age of fourteen, and not just like oh I'm just gonna drink beer. I'm talking about like funneled funneled four beers like before two o'clock. Like I grew up in the south, like funneling was like a thing, but no one funnels four Uh in thirty minutes, and then goes a homeroom, and then goes you know, and still keeps. Going like dad is like, and then no one, no one just starts taking fifty opioid pills a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like that's not just like oh, you know, like watch I, the dog. Yeah, is what? Watch the dog. I, I will. The murder dog, murder. Well, <laughs> speaking of active and contributing members of society, let's go into our next segment, which is IO Get At Us, where people DM us or email us with questions. Hey, yo, get at us. <laughs> I didn't know what to name that. I'm not mad at that. Okay, cool. It's a, it's a good name. Ayo, get at us. Ayo, get at us. Uh, first question coming through. Again, you can always send us your questions or your emails or on anything that you want us to discuss after two tequila shots at gmail.com. That's mm-hmm. after the number two tequila shots at gmail.com or legitimately just DM us. Like most of y'all know where to find Rooster and I. So first question comes through from Carla Cordero, friend of the pod. Always welcome. Shout out. Shout out to Carla coming from San Diego. Thoughts on the new Power Ranger Netflix film and or the new Scream or what are we reading book recommendations so let's start on Power Rangers and Did you Scream see the trailer? I haven't seen anything I have <sighs> nothing to contribute to this conversation How, well, let's start here <laughs> were y'all Power Rangers kids yes, yes. big time what 100%. color what color were y'all I was actually partial to the Blue Ranger because I thought like having the Triceratops awesome yeah I felt like he was the glue the brains but then also kicked a lot of ass low key while everyone was on like the Red Ranger and the Green Ranger. I A was really upset there was no Purple Ranger. Fair. <laughs> and B, I think it's obvious. Yeah. I went for the Black Ranger because I was like, I just I like the color black, like my soul. <laughs> I went for the Green Ranger because I thought he got more girls. Oh, totally. And uh, I, was like, <laughs> I mean, he came with his own. He came with his own flute. That, or do you like, was do you have awesome. a preference between his you whatever? Uh, let's go for the smoky one. Okay. <laughs> You're like all of them. Yeah, I think I have no idea. I, I, there is red, brown, green, and blue. I'll let you. Oh, we're talking about green. We're talking about Power Rangers. There we go. Go with green. S- okay. Have we tried the go. green? Uh, yes. Okay. This is. Yeah, we can go green. This is. And rest in peace you to should... Jason David Frank, who the Green Ranger. Yeah, like that. That hurt. I I I didn't see that. You didn't know he passed. No. Well. No. Sorry. You're going green again. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm going for Jason David Frank. Okay. We're going to drink to Jason. 
and this green mezcal. It's not actually green, y'all. It's clear. It's <laughs> Who clear. everyone said was like awesome at like con, like you know, comic cons and things like Super that. Friendly. Super friendly. Super cool. Um, but no, I don't know anything about the new Power Rangers. Do you want to just play? I mean, we can take yeah, an edit can. break. Just play the trailer. Let's go. Because this is some other shit. Once and always. It has very uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle graphic on that little part. Oh, yeah. Taking it back. Yeah. I want to have a, uh, they need to resurrect Captain Planet. Talk about hey. it. Yeah. And then we can, and it can start Greta Thunberg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Episode one. Earth, By fire, our, wind, yeah. water, heart. There By we go. our powers combined, we are Greta Thunberg. Okay, so this is giving me Fuller House vibes. Sure. This is 100% like, all right, we're going to tap into these like, Late Gen X, early, you know, millennial, mm -hmm. early, uh, <laughs> elder millennials, yeah. and just try and get them back and, like, relive their youth. Why? Because their lives are so shitty right now. Fair. Let's go back to times when, like, all you had to think about was, like, who was your favorite Power Ranger, which I'm going to re, I'm going to edit my answer. It was Rita. Oh, yeah. I loved no, Rita. Rita was a great villain. I, I wanted to be Rita. Okay. I loved Rita. Power okay. Rangers had really good villains. My first dog's name was Rita. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true story. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. It looks like it's going to be trash, mm. <laughs> if, we're gonna, if we're being honest. Yeah, my wife is not going to watch this. She's going to think it looks <laughs> way cheesy, and I'll have to watch this by myself, I'm uh. pretty sure, but no. Yeah. May Blast from the past. May watch it. May not watch it. Um, yeah. Do you want to watch 50-year-old Power Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> not really. Yeah. What about, what's the second word? Scream? Is that, is that oh, the yeah, other thing? Oh, yeah, the new thing? Scream movie. You still haven't seen it. No. I am a huge Scream person. Okay. Yeah, my actually uh, thesis in college was how Scream was the postmodern uh, retelling of Hamlet. Mm, okay. Yeah. Have you seen the new one? Not yet. I, I forgot that it was out because I've seen so many like hype about it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's coming out. But that hype I saw was like back in October. So I completely like. There forgot. was another one that came out before this one. Like what? Less Screen than five. six months ago? No, a year. It was it's a like year? one year. Yeah. yeah okay. I watched. I watched that, that one, one, but I haven't seen. Did you like that one? Yeah, oh, I, yeah me too. I, I, Wes Craven's one of my favorite filmmakers, and yeah. I'm not a horror like person, but I'm a Wes Craven person. Ah. I like Freddy Krueger. It's so meta. Yeah. I'm like, I love meta shit and like meta horror. I'm like, he just he just kills it. Yeah, you know. And the original Freddy Krueger. Are mm -hmm. you kidding me? It's like so good. And y'all know the story about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Childhood bully. Yeah. Reclaim that narrative. Take right. it back. Yeah. You Wes take your there. power back. <laughs> we, we stand Wes, Wes Craven. Rest uh, in peace, Wes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, then I don't want to spoil it. I enjoyed the new new. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You watch it in 4D. What's crazy is, so I don't I don't partake in marijuana. <laughs> I have baby lungs. Yeah. It's not a I'm the same way. I can't. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can't. I don't really get high. But because it was Seattle and it was like, you know what? Yeah. Uh, Chibi's husband was like, no, no, just take a couple hits. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. And then I go see the new Scream movie in 4D. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're on a roller coaster that's moving and it's splashing. And you're getting like, as people are getting stabbed, you're getting stabbed in the back. It was a lot to process. <laughs> so Over stimulation. Very much so. So I was just trying to maintain my shit. I think I really enjoyed it, which is why I want to watch it again, which is why I was hoping. Is it also saying, like watch it still again. in that same like meta self-referential? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you yeah. organize it. Let's go do it. I mean, like later. Yeah. Yeah, it's early. <laughs> <laughs> later today, she yeah. said. Uh, so we can talk about it next time. We'll, we'll bring uh, my husband on the Book podcast. recommendations. You got any book? Uh, uh, 
We all make it out in the end. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's I, I would recommend yeah. that book. Snaps that. Five snaps, out of five. Snaps. Right about now. <laughs> publishing. You can buy it. If you haven't gotten a copy of Lacey's book, you absolutely should. We all make it out in the end. You can go to wampoetry.com slash Lacey and get that book because it's uh, it's beautiful. It's joyous. It's it's hopeful. It's heartbreaking. Uh, Rooster edited it. And then I, I re-edited it. And like we the cover is gorgeous. Yeah. I'm so happy with the way it turned out uh, the typesetting is on point if i do say so myself <laughs> uh that's a good book rec dom so uh also message through the dms uh is the u.s government acting like tiktok owes it more to its people protection than what the government gives uh because if you don't know tiktok was on trial kind of at uh, a congressional hearing and uh it was very weird it was a lot of boomers yelling <laughs> See, uh, I told it, you. Yeah, there's a lot of boomers. really <laughs> yeah, stupid yeah. questions. I Dude, saw the yeah. questions. Um, one was, uh-huh. can TikTok access my Wi-Fi network? And, then, um, and the guy was like, yeah. Like, I mean, obviously it gets on your Wi-Fi. He's like, no, no, no. But then can it get in my other items that are also on the Wi-Fi? And he's like, They're afraid no. they're going to release some more Storming Daniels. <laughs> oh, yeah. Inbox. They were so <laughs> afraid. <laughs> going to take down Matt Gates. <laughs> um, and then it was also crazy because then, like, yeah, we had another school shooting in Denver recently. And yeah. it's like, this is what we care about is drag shows, TikTok. But we're going to ignore the school shootings. Look, I I don't know about uh, too much about the controversy. Like, I know they're setting up Project Texas. Yeah. Which is going to give Austin-based techies a whole lot of jobs, which yeah. I'm here for. Yay. Let's support Texas techies. Um, and then I know that my TikTok is very specifically curated to give me Mexican comedians and food and nothing else. <laughs> like, I don't see anything else that's on TikTok because I very specifically am like, nope, not subscribing to this. I want Mexican comedians and I want food and fuck everything else that's on TikTok because I also don't understand it as a platform and I realize I'm underutilizing it as an artist and I should be utilizing it. But it's just too much, y'all. Have I, you aged out of TikTok? Do you have a TikTok? I have a TikTok because Safi exactly. um, basically <laughs> was like, you have to get it, not an option. <laughs> and so, yeah, I posted some things. But, yes, I don't I, – I can get the concept of it actually way better than I get the concept of Twitter. Twitter mm. is, like, s- still baffling to me. Like, 100%. I really don't understand yeah. that. Twitter is the void. I've, dis- uh, I've discovered Twitter is uh, the void. And the void just – you shoot things uh, into it, and it shoots back, and you have no control yeah. whatsoever. So I get it, but for me, I'm just not a very, like, tech person. So <laughs> it takes me, like, a good three, four hours just to make, like, a half-ass selfie. You know what I mean? So, like, TikTok is, like, <laughs> I can – I like, so what people yeah. can do, and, like – and it, it's very – I mean, if you're young – it's like it's super user friendly yeah. if you're like and this is why I think like the boomers, the ones in Congress are all pissed off is that like they don't like not understanding and they get mad at the technology instead of trying to like learn it. And yeah. I understand it's confusing. It's hard. It's hard for me. They don't know? like not having control. Exactly. And so they just went in. And I also think they're butthurt that like the Chinese are making some money. When historically the app department is very like U.S. out of the ten most downloaded used apps in the world, uh, four of them are Chinese owned. Mm-hmm. So the U.S. government is having a like they're losing their <laughs> minds because they're not getting any of that kickback, the yeah. money from it. Whereas uh-huh. like the oil and the this and the real estate, some of those people in Congress get kickback from that, but not getting from, from TikTok because there's TikTok's, no TikTok lobby. No, there's uh-huh. no TikTok. There's no TikTok. There's ads. a Facebook lobby. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And the way that I see it is that like my data is getting stolen every mm-hmm. every time I turn on my car. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's taking stuff. And so now China made a technology that is really good. And it's taking the same amount, but it's going, you know, Chinese spy balloons. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You know, have at it. You know, Uh, like you can't, you can't, you can't deny anytime that you sign a credit card, even at Target, you're literally waving your your rights away. It's getting weird. Remember when like companies first started asking you for your email? Like Uh it was like Radio Shack and Target, and it was like, why do you need my email for? Like Mm -hmm. I'm just buying undies. (laughs) It's like no, we need it. Yeah, to track you. And now, yeah, like. You're right. It's ev- everything. Everything. It's all the like the arbitration. So like you really yeah. can't even. So I don't know. Like props to China, man. You made it. Fun. Yeah. You know. Again, like you're just you you, you were fought capitalism for so long, and then we basically coerce you into it, and you're like. <laughs> What up? What yeah. up? What up? We're here. We, we gonna win. We're here with our China balloon. Yeah. We're going to win this. Put a McDonald's logo on it. <laughs> yeah. in, in the, in the, in the but, entire Ethernet of social media apps and the, all of the ones that have come up and like yeah. fall, you know, like uh, Foursquare. Foursquare, right? That yeah. was one. There's Bebo, uh, MySpace, rest in peace, even though you're still there. Yeah. Like somehow TikTok prevailed. And you know what? More power to you, I guess. Yeah, I don't think it's going to get... I mean, it has bipartisan support, but I... I, That's a really hard thing to just, like, ban or terminate, you know? Like, and I think that... that I mean, it's not because China does it. China bans many, you know, like, apps and websites and whatnot within their thing. Why? why? Because they're a communist country, right? And they control all the media. And so this is one of those moments where it's like, okay, United States democracy... Like now you're seem like you're trying to enforce communist ideals right. while also being like, but communism is bad, y'all. So which is it? Yeah, There's also that confusing. one very, very weird element to it, which is that I feel like the boomers are afraid. And, and this is something I got from watching it. They're afraid that like if you have TikTok on your phone, TikTok can then access like your cameras, your audio, all these things, even while you're not using it, uh-huh. which just, again, lets us know that. They're accessing our cameras and our audios when we're not even Your using smart it. TV is looking oh, yeah. at you. They're, it's all being accessed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. I mean, we all know that you, like, I don't know. Let's talk about blue sweaters, okay? Blue sweater, blue sweater. No, as let's soon talk as about Anthony McGay. Right? But you know what yeah. I mean? As soon as we leave this room, I'm going to open up Facebook, and guess what's going to pop up? A Anthony blue McGay. fucking sweaters. sweater. Or Anthony McGay. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, ads because, upon ads. You know, and I don't, I didn't give it access to my microphone but sure enough it must she have gotten must it. not be named is in the room uh, yeah. see you know that's like <laughs> um, i'm gonna turn you off allegedly <laughs> but no, that's allegedly not, this was a probably like a good maybe 10 years ago target was in a lawsuit because they had i don't know what kind of technology they had but it knew that a frequent shopper And I say frequent, meaning probably just goes to Target like once a month, like most of the population Uh knew that she was pregnant and and was sending um, coupons and ads for baby stuff. She was a teenager. Parents was like, why are they sending you this stuff? Wow. And then they got into a lawsuit because they basically... Boom. So, you yeah. know. Spill the beans. Uh-huh. So. I mean, I remember Damn. being at, at a national conference with Mac that I worked for for almost 10 years uh, where we had 
one of the speakers was our like technology, social media engineer, president person talking about how like, yeah, we're, we're, you know, refining our software. And so we're working on it to where like, if somebody say visits the website and like looks at a certain product and then is out and about in town, we'll be able to like send them a push notification being like, hey, you're two blocks away from a Mac store. Remember that mascara you were looking at? Why don't you stop by and like, that level of like tracking mm-hmm. is just I we all were sitting in the audience just being like I am so terrified of technology right now mm-hmm. you yeah. know and this is like me an employee of the company seeing like how like oh this would benefit us right but also I'm fucking terrified yeah and I've just I think we're at this point where like I think we've all agreed like we all know all of our data is being mined and it just is what it is. And I'm no longer trying to like fight that fight because like there's, there's no way like unless I'm going to become my aunt Janine who lives in the bayous of Louisiana only has a landline, does not have a computer and like does not communicate with the technological world in any which way, shape or form outside of her bank that she goes to on a re- like physically goes to the bank, doesn't have like online access. Like unless you're going to become that level of off the grid, People are going to have your info. And yeah, they already not, have it. There's nothing that you can really do about it. So, uh, welcome to the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you have anything else that you want to send to us, that you want us to talk about again. Ayo, get at us. Ayo, get at us after two tequila shots. That's after the number two tequila shots at gmail.com. Although today it was brought to you by after two mezcal shots. Entre McGay. Shout out to Entre, Entre McGay. Are y'all on Instagram? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to follow y'all. One is more. it you? Like, are you? Do you run there and so? Or is like? No, I was the one thing. I was okay. like, I don't. I was. I can do the marketing, the directing, but the social media. No, 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 no. I'm yeah, not doing that. I don't do the social media. One more for the road. Is there anyone that we haven't tried? Um, well, you guys, I didn't tell you about this one. I think I did pour it, but you don't know anything about it. Okay, this is yeah. the this is the Tobala. This is um, known as the grandfather of Mascal. Oh, oh shit! It takes about twenty five years ish before it reaches maturity um the other fun thing about it is that it's a sexual agave meaning that it's seed has to get spread by birds and bees and bats um yeah so yeah so for me i get more kind of like uh damp forest floral wood funk uh oh yeah creme brulee sort of character oh yeah mm-hmm. very smooth yeah this was an intro this was a special episode of after two tequila shots shout out to Lacey for joining us yeah. here on the pod today thank you for sharing having their me. incredible work um, we all make it out on the where, end. Where, where can where, where can people find you and your work should they uh, want to find you yeah books are on sale at writeaboutnow.com also my website lacyroop.com um, I those are the best places to probably find it maybe your local bookstore um, and stay tuned to other tours uh, performance that will be on my website where you can featuring find it featuring in San Antonio soon that is featuring, yes. featuring, featuring in San Houston San... next week hey yeah. that's right uh, social medias social medias yeah Houston right about now will be yours the, Yes, my my social media. But yeah, shows in Texas uh, for April. So we have Houston and we have San Antonio. um, And then another show in Austin in May. That's their local. Your social media is at Lacey Roop? Yeah, Instagram is the best place. at underscore, right? Lacey Roop? Yes. Yeah, at underscore Lacey Roop. At underscore Lacey Roop. Yeah. Yeah. All right, L-A-C-E-R-O-O-P. Yes. People go go follow Lacey. Rooster, where can people find you? Uh, Roost MTZ 
on Instagram and uh, Anthony McGuire on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My gay. My gay. I've lost count of how many shots of uh, mezcal oh, yeah. we've had. So shout out to Entre Magay. E N T R E. Go look it up. My name is Chibi. You can find me everywhere at Gemini's G M I N E Y E Z E S. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the mezcal. Yeah, that's the mezcal talking. We out of here. Uh, we'll have a late episode next week because I'm going to be traveling to Women of the World Poetry Slam, so I won't be back in time to record on Shout Sunday. Shout out to Baltimore. Shout out to Baltimore. Uh, but we'll be back next week. We'll record probably on Monday and put the episode out on Tuesday. We'll talk all about WOPs and everything like that. But until next time, y'all stay safe out there. Peace. Bye.